and we are back with Spot Dodge, a Nintendo podcast where every single week we react to the latest Nintendo news and talk about the games we are playing. With me here today is, as always, John Frisha, managing editor at The Escapist and indie game developer. How you doing, John? Spectacular and loving life, Brett. Awesome, awesome. Then we have the dynamite giraffe himself. How you doing, Greg? Well, hey, kiddos. How's it going, Brett? Great to be here. Alrighty then. <laughs> I like the energy. I like it. And then we have Ooh. the King Daddy Dilf of the podcast, Brett Liggity Larson. How you doing, Brett? <laughs> well, how doodly doodly there, neighbor Rooney. <laughs> Oh, God. I think your mic peaks pretty bad from that. Yeah, I, I, I was trying to be obnoxious like Greg was, but I, my ears are too much. What do you mean? That's just Greg's personality. He wasn't trying to yeah, be anything. Yeah, man. I wasn't trying <laughs> I'm, to sorry. I'm sorry. Shit. Shit. My bad. God, my how bad. exhausting if I talk my like bad. that all the time. I know. I know. It's kind of like if I if I talked how I did when I opened the show the entire show. <laughs> like, like if I was like, and we are back. And the next topic is going to be about Gullum. <laughs> I I would drive to your house and fight you like just, fucking just punch you in the chest. Yeah, the chest. Interesting spot yeah. to be punched. Yeah, yeah, because you don't know what to do. You've been hit. Your air's gone, and you can't really defend yourself. True. Good old good old chest shot. I'm a fan of the the throat punch myself. You throat know? punches. Those are always great in movies. Trying the to annoy him, hits. not right. kill him. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you gotta. You got to really know how to do the throat punch in order to not kill. But once you learn it, a rather small local Missouri man died today after being throat punched. <laughs> <laughs> a rather small local Missouri <laughs> <Yeah>, man. <laughs> Why'd you have to mention that I was small? Yeah. Why did you have to go that far? That was a, te- kinda... a teacup sized Missouri man was assaulted. <laughs> Teacup. I didn't even put, I, dude. I didn't even put that together that he was talking. About I didn't either. But he first. was just like being, it's like talking like some random fake thing. Then I was like, wait, Missouri. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's get into the first topic. Anuma had said that it's difficult to say anything about the future regarding the Zelda games, and that Tears of the Kingdom. Wait, hang on. Sorry, sorry. Reading the reading the reading the wrong thing. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. That being said, thanks to previous Zelda games, the games like Tears of the Kingdom now exists. This game originated from the ideas that we had present in the past. We always try to create something that offers more than previous titles. In that respect, we really aren't concerned with our older games anymore. We prefer to look to the future. And you know what I say to that? Screw you. And I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> it does kind of make me sad, though, because like I've said, and I actually just made a TikTok about this today. I like the old Zelda formula more and I'm scared that they're, they're honestly never going to return to that. And we get his new Zelda game every five to six years. So yeah, I'm just kind of sad about this. Greg, you have any thoughts on this? What does that, what does that mean for like remakes and remasters? Does that mean, is that the, I think those are still safe. Yeah. I think those are still be. Yeah. Yeah. I think those are still, I think those will still come, but it seems like any new future Zelda games, they really aren't going to go back to Don't the past come. of traditional, yeah. like temple-based, a linear. I don't yeah. know. To me, that says that they aren't concerned with previous or older games doing any sort of remakes, which I don't know. It, it, don't say that, man. Right don't now. say that. <laughs> but I think, you know, may, maybe 
in a perfect world, they do something like the Assassin's Creed franchise is doing right now. They have these like offshoot games and then like the main one that they're they're working on that has like, you know, the full ex- exploration and full Assassin's Creed experience. But with that being said, like there's <clears throat> I mean, obviously, technology has offered them a lot in terms of bringing ideas to light with new technology that's made available. I hope there's more of that. And I hope the technology stays on par or increases. I mean, we've heard talks of like power of, of the next gen console from Nintendo. And if, if that's on par with the Xbox one, like big whoop, I just hope there's mo- more to, you know, imagining Zelda in a new light, but also, you know, visually it looks great. And these like innovative you know, gameplay mechanics that they employ, like we saw in Tears of the Kingdom, because I'm still playing it. I'm still having fun. I still haven't beat it. And I love that. I love yeah. that for me. I love that for you, too, even though we spoiled Thank the you. shit out of everything in the game. Yeah, even, even though you literally have no reason to keep playing it. But I love it for you. I, I, keep, I keep finding stuff. I keep finding you know, no, no, there's, no, there's plenty. It's, yeah, there's plenty. It's, it's, it's one of those. It's one of those games that someone could literally tell you like everything and then you still the ending and you still would just have your own experience like, i it's, know it's, i can go beat it right now and it's hard not to like just say okay i'm gonna beat it because i know as soon as i do i'm not gonna come back so i'd rather just like oh i can play you know three hours right now before bed or like oh it's the afternoon i got a break i can play an hour straight the the main thing that concerns that... me sorry but no you're good you're good go ahead I was, gonna say, I was gonna say, I'm saying the main thing that concerns me is the next Zelda mainline game. What if it is exactly like Tears of the Kingdom and Breath of the Wild was, but it's like, like, like hang on, that's it. What if it is just like them? Like, I feel <laughs> no. like that would be <laughs> they boring never now. leave this this exact world. They just well, no, 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 no. <laughs> same, same. <laughs> the, a different world, let's say, but like the exact no, same structure. A whole new like, world. Like all of the shrines that you do and you collect the hearts and then you go and you get the new abilities from the specific temples or like that sort of thing. I just feel like for a third time, it might actually get old. And I know that sounds crazy, but John, how do you, how do you feel? Do you think they can do Tears of the Kingdom again and it still feel fresh? Yeah, I've been wondering a lot about that myself. Because I mean, as you kind of just already touched on, like, I mean, how, how do you make a sequel to this thing at all? Like, I mean, it took yeah. them like five or six years yeah. or however long just to put out this game that's a direct sequel and reused a lot of the same world. So, like, how long is it going to take to, like, do, like, a brand new thing this time, which we can presume they will on the Switch 2? And at the current yeah. rate, it'll probably come out in, like, the home stretch of the console's, like, life cycle. So, like, I'm just wondering what the game will look like at all. How are they going to finish it in a timely manner, etc.? Now on top yeah, of that, like, will it reuse all the assets like Tears of the right, Kingdom did, or what? Right. Like, I, yeah, like I would imagine this time it'll be just like a brand new thing again, you know, like yeah, same as like usual. But there's no way this is a trilogy, right? They don't, they don't go back and like. I mean, I same high rule. They could. It's just not. <laughs> they, it's just I mean, not they really, definitely could. It's not Zelda's mo. Yeah, like, for sure. The last time we saw like a bunch of games in the same world was basically like the. Well, not even the same world, but like same aesthetic was like the handheld games, mm-hmm. like yeah. the Game Boy games and the 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 Wind Waker based like DS games. Yeah, and yeah, that's like, that's what that's, I was asking last really week. It. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I was asking last week is if there's ever been like a direct sequel from one Zelda to another. 
other they've than reused the assets. Ones. Uh, yeah, yeah, on console, they've always so like. I think on console, it's only been Majora's Mask that really like reused a lot of Ocarina yeah. of Time's assets, but it was still like a whole brand new area. It was just the same yeah. like character animations and character models and stuff. Right. Yeah. So that yeah, yeah, it would be pretty unheard of for them to do three in a row. But then again, I mean, I don't know. Tears of the Kingdom from Breath of the Wild. I don't know that anyone really saw that coming either until they announced it. I mean, did yeah. we, we didn't know that the next Zelda game was going to be a literal sequel from breath of the wild until they said that that that's what yeah, it was not right they like, the trailer yeah right yeah yeah so, i mean i think most knows. people assumed it was going to have a whole new aesthetic a whole new story like all all brand new stuff like they tend to yeah. do with every mainline right. game except majora's mask so yeah right. plus when when they first showed that trailer a lot of us were together at e3 and mm-hmm. like when that was playing like i assumed it was just like a story dlc and yeah, we were exactly. all wondering, like, is I think Brett, you you were saying, like, is this a new game, new game? I was like, nah, this has to be a story expansion. Then at the yeah. end, in like that little text, it says a like, sequel to Breath yeah, of the Wild is in development. Now in development, yeah. It's like what? So that, that was, was really the sequel. Cool. Oh, What's funny is that little snippet that they revealed like five years ago actually yeah. was pretty much in the game. Like it wasn't yeah. like some weird concept thing it was like almost shot for shot in the in the game which Pretty is fundamental funny. yeah like basically the opening sequence of the game so yeah yeah but just i think i oh, think that um yeah i i can't fathom what the next game is going to be like at this point like where do nintendo, they go from here yeah like and <laughs> back to the like, sea that, so i wish also just nintendo in general is like just been like doing the quality is just like skyrocketed and they were amazing right. in the first place but like i just always think back to how breath of the wild and super mario odyssey released within mm. like months of each other right. each one is like an absolute masterpiece yeah <laughs> and then nintendo follows it up with tears of the kingdom it's just insane yeah. so like yeah with what they're doing now it's like how do you surpass tears of the kingdom if anyone can figure it out nintendo yeah. is going to be the one to do it i'm just afraid right. of what the release date's going to be yeah, it's like at some point it's got a plateau and like I'm okay with that because the level of what they put out is so high. But yeah. but yeah, like like you said like um like both Mario and Zelda games have always been so unique where it like every Mario has been its own thing and every Zelda has been its own thing pretty much. And Odyssey and Breath of the Wild came out the same year, right? I think so, yeah. I think mm-hmm. they were both yeah. 2017. March and, and December or no, November? Around there? Up quick. Yeah, and they both like took their own IPs to the highest they've ever been, at least in, yeah, my, October. in, in my opinion. October. Like, yeah. Odyssey was the best I've ever seen in a Mario game, in my opinion, yeah. and obviously Breath of the Wild yeah. was for a Zelda game. So, like, how, like yeah. and to your point, like, how, how do they keep improving on, like, these absolute masterpieces? Do we yeah. think that the next Mario is gonna uh, like gonna be sort of the Tears of the Kingdom of Mario Odyssey, where it like reuses <laughs> all the movement, all the mechanics, and just has like I would different be okay worlds? With that. I don't know at this point, since like like will he? It's throw almost his definitely cap at gonna things? be a Switch Two game, you know. Yeah. And usually, if it's like a whole new console, usually Nintendo will just like, well, we're moving on to the next thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah. plus tears of the kingdom was born because they had so many dlc ideas for breath of the wild there hasn't really been any interview we're aware of that like there was a ton of content left on the cutting room floor for yeah uh, mario odyssey well what makes me wonder is uh the bowser's fury that came out 
mm-hmm. that was it was like Mario's Odyssey, but more like sandboxy. So it makes me wonder if they're gonna go more in that route because like uh, Bowser's Fury was uh, was kind of pretty different. Like it, it was it was Odyssey, but it was it was I don't know. You guys played it, so you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. So like, because I remember when when that first came out. Sorry, Brett, I was reading that. So like, my thought my my thought <laughs> process got totally taken off track. Um, but when we first when that first came out, I remember you saying, Brett, I hope they stay with this formula that they did with with Bowser's Fury and like did the next like three yeah. Mario game in that with that formula, which I would it, be okay it was with pretty too. cool. It was like open, Fury. and yeah. it, it wasn't like overwhelming. Like it was very like. It didn't feel like Breath of the Wild in, in its like in the sense that like a lot of people say it's empty. I thought that uh, Bowser's Fury was big ish. It was like big enough that I actually felt like you could still explore but not be overwhelmed. So right. I'd be down for more of them like bigger yeah, like I liked that. like the bigger areas, but like multiple of them in the next Mario game. Which is kind of how Odyssey was too, though. I mean, Odyssey definitely had a little bit of a sense of exploration. Oh, not yeah, for quite sure. like not quite like Breath of the Wild <laughs> or Tears of the Kingdom level, but it it was definitely the most in my in my opinion like the most exploration heavy mario game i have played at least but there's yeah. there's a few i've missed as well too so mm. so correct me if i'm wrong but i felt like that at least yeah yeah no yeah that i mean like with with odyssey like i never found that cuz i wasn't that skilled but like the super elite players that could like time their jumps to basically get anywhere from anywhere and they keep gaining air yeah. like they would go to like these super high off places that normally you'd never reach, but they'd get there and there'd be coins everywhere, which shows that like the developers knew that it's possible to right. get there. Right. And they just wanted to put something there for like the 10 people that would figure out how to do right. it. So they just wanted to see cool. who was, yeah, who's going to figure it out and in which way they're going to figure it out. Like, yeah. yeah. And it was that's not kind of what I hope. That's kind of what I hope for that, whatever the next Zelda is. Like they just don't <clears throat> coins you know, everywhere. Yeah, they just don't make, you know, the <laughs> the the underground bigger, the you know, the the depths the yeah, depths of Mario. <laughs> I would rather go to space the, again. The sky, <laughs> the sky bigger like oh wow and then that's the new game. You know, maybe and and I think you're right. We, we need to be able to explore the sea like even going into the desert and getting to the the edge of the desert and you can't go any further and it's just like fogged off. Like no, I want to go explore some like out there stuff and if that means sailing on a ship or getting to an island that's all desert instead of running around you know in bigger depths in bigger you know sky islands and i don't know i just just don't want that and i don't want you know the majority of the same assets to be but like you guys said as as much as you know we think like oh i I don't want that to happen you know nintendo's ability to innovate generation after generation for sure just throw a wrench in its own wheels and create something completely out of left field like mario odyssey is you know i gotta hand it to him for that and i hope whatever the next zelda is is just as obscure and weird and and moves the needle in the franchise and sells gangbusters because i mean they've proven time and time again they could do it the thing is guys is this is coming off the recent news that like the elder scroll 6 is very it's like it hasn't even really been started in, in development it's it's like five years away and it really makes me wish that, like, in between, like, the Breath of the Wild to Tears of the Kingdom jump, we got more than just remasters, but essentially spinoff games. Right, like, like smaller I, like, stuff, yeah. I don't think, and we're, and we're sort of getting that with the 2D Mario, but I think it, <clears throat> it it wouldn't have 
hurt the excitement that we have for whatever they do next with Mario. If two years ago, Mario Galaxy 3 came out and it was more like a smaller size Mario game that was like 40 bucks. Well, it's, it's Nintendo. It'd still be 60 bucks, but yes. just a Mario <laughs> game that's not like maybe not as ambitious. And I know that sounds like who would who would want like a less ambitious Mario game, but if it means we can get more 3D Mario faster than five six years apart, I, I feel like that's yeah. necessary. Like it's insane that Skyrim came out in 2011, and because Bethesda Game Studios is the only studio that's allowed to work on the franchise, I guess it's gonna have like a 15 year gap before the next game. Yeah, like a 15 year old is gonna be 30. <laughs> like yeah. a 15 year old that played I Skyrim is gonna be in their. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be 58 by the time the sequel comes out. I don't know. I think that's what Nintendo missed out on, not having a handheld, because, like, any of those smaller experiences... I mean, Switch is handheld, but, but yeah. Well, I mean, like, a dedicated... dedicated Two two platforms, yeah. yeah, I mean, but, like, the the benefit of Switch being, like, the only game in town is that, like, now all the devs are working on Switch all the time. I like it, yeah. Like, we were all expecting this to be the year where switch basically just ran out of games and was just this was we thought it was just going to be the gamecube remasters and like they were going to call it a day instead mm-hmm. we have a brand new 2d mario game and super mario rpg yeah. remake like, yeah and a peach game that's very mysterious that'll <laughs> i think it'll be a switch 2 game but probably yeah. launch game so yeah so I like so like this having everyone on one platform is really showing just how, for how long they can support one platform and how high the quality of games are going to be. So yeah. like, I definitely think there's a strength to focusing on one console here. Yeah. Uh, basically. And I agree with that. I just wish that they had some other like side studios create smaller projects. And it's cool mm-hmm. that we do get like 2d Mario and 3d Mario, but like, I feel like in between Odyssey and now, there should have been like one more 3D Mario game, yeah. and I guess Bowser's Fury can count, but still, guess, that's like a, yeah. that, that, that doesn't like really a small, count. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean though. Like I, when I bought my Switch and played Odyssey, I was like in awe. I was like, "This is amazing!" And I definitely thought by 2023, I would be playing another 3D Mario by now. Yeah, six years so later, kind of sucks. Yeah, kind of sucks that we haven't got one. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you get for thinking. Huh? I mean, I I miss. I, I like it would be really cool if they they did release like an, an odyssey 2 in between like that that used all those assets like i'm saying i mean the, the next one still might do that but i don't know they, it could have sped up like uh, the, the development because i remember like there was a time where like they said that like the the b team basically was working on new super mario brothers 2 on 3ds while the a team was working on uh, new super mario brothers wii u or something i i don't know yeah. something like that that was a very weird situation. Yeah. How would you and like also, to be called the B team, by the way? Like <laughs> the B team is working on this other project, but the project yeah. you guys all care about are these guys. <laughs> yeah. Either way though, I don't want the remakes and remasters to stop either because some of these games are so good that they deserve a facelift and for more like younger people to play them again. That's why I've been saying like, bring Ocarina of Time back, do it again. Yeah. It's It's been mm-hmm. 10 years now. Our, I think 11 years now since since that port on or the re- remake essentially on the 3DS happened. So hmm. someone who was what? five years old is now 15 years old whenever that that remake came out. So now it's time for them to play the remake of Ocarina of Time, the second remake. Yeah, I mean, hmm. even for people like me that like didn't have uh, like a couple of the, N- the Nintendo consoles in the middle there, 
I finally possibly have a chance to play some of these games if they like some of the rumors end up being true, like the Wind Waker and the um, yeah, that uh, one I, Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess. <laughs> Twilight Princess is the other one. Yeah, I guess we'll see if they end up happening. But so yeah, I got to play Skyward Sword, which I probably never would have had it not come out a couple of years ago. Even you still though need to get shit. back to that. <laughs> I, do I still got a chance to play it. I, I think that you know helps the market. You know, not only like Brett said, there's people that didn't have Nintendo consoles in the past that have them now. It's like one of the largest install bases for Nintendo consoles and retro gaming is fucking expensive. Like it's hard to buy these games now. It's hard to even find them. And the people that have them aren't going to, you know, part with them for, for, you know, small amounts of cash. They want, you know, the, the, like, I mean, everybody's going, everybody knows what price charting is now and how to look up eBay last sold and it's not getting any easier. So, I mean, that's the route to take is, Give us some of these fuck remasters that are, you know, that are 10 years old, 15 years old. Yeah. Next up, the best Assassin's Creed game of all time is apparently getting Valhalla? a remake. Hell no, not Valhalla. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, don't even say something so offensive. Now, Brett, am I to be mistaken, but is this like one of the few you haven't played? Dude, yeah, so so I'm probably the biggest Assassin's Creed fan on this the podcast. I I I I'm pretty probably accurate to say. And that's like the most famous Assassin's Creed. And it's like one, one of, of two or three that I have not played. Dude, I love weird. this game. Now, admittedly, I think I have, I like when I first played it, a part of me was thinking this is the like the first real next-gen game I'm playing. So there was that excitement that probably made it seem better than it was because it was like the first PS4 game that I played, basically. And... um so there's that, but I will I will say like the whole structure of this game I loved it. Like you can come across ships out in the open world, you you come upon them by like shooting them with your cannons, and then you get close and you can literally swing from your ship to their ship on top of a guy and, and just like cut his throat with your little thingy that you have as an assassin. And then you just there's an all out war between both uh, both ships, and it's just it was a really awesome game with an amazing structure. And then they never really returned to it aside from the last gen. Like, so the year after that, they'd made two Assassin's Creed games in one year. They released Unity on PS4 and Xbox One and then Rogue on PS3 and 360. And no one really played the Rogue because it was the last gen one. And that one also did like ship battles and stuff. So yeah, I still, I still actually need to play too. Rogue. Yeah. I, I I played the beginning. I actually bought it. So I'm kind of pissed that I didn't end up playing all of it because I spent money on it. But, uh, um, yeah, it was good from what I played, and I'm probably going to get back to that before this remake because this is pretty exciting to me. Like, again, they're sort of going back to the roots with Assassin's Creed while also working on the more Brett Larson-style Assassin's Creeds that are more open world and all, like, RPG stuff. So, yeah, I think this is pretty exciting personally, but, John, is this something you care about at all before I throw it to Brett? No. I didn't think so. Greg, <laughs> you, don't, you don't care, right? <laughs> nah. All right, Brett. Tell me all about your excitement for no, this. No, man. No, I'm I'm actually really excited. Um, so, but this is just a rumor, right? Yeah. Like, well, it comes from confirmed. Kotaku. They said they they know two sources that are close to this information, um, who they trust. So I'm assuming it's probably almost maybe legit if if they're if they're willing to stick their neck out there. So yeah, yeah it's not. I, confirmed, I can't imagine. I can't imagine at this point that it's not real. Um. But yeah, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to that. The, the only thing that sucks is I just bought uh 
black flag like last year it was it was uh i can't remember there was yeah I, there was like a lull in like games that were out and i was like you know what i've never played this and i feel like an idiot for never having played it and bought it and then still didn't touch it so i guess it's not that big of a deal i think i got it for like 20 bucks or whatever so yeah. i might as well just wait now for for the remaster to come out yeah or is it a remake well they say remake so i'm assuming it's more of a significant okay. overhaul I would imagine it's not like a remake, like a re-envisioning or anything like like Resident Evil 2 Remake. I yeah. do honestly think it's going to be something like The Last of Us Part 1, where it's like a very probably significant coat of paint. Um, and then they'll probably yeah. add a bunch of quality of life enhancements, enhancements, maybe make some stuff better. Like they enhance the ship fighting or the combat or like that all. All, all of that stuff that thing could actually probably be improved because I'm assuming when you go back and play that now, it doesn't feel as mechanically sound as it could. Well, cause uh black flag was a late PS3 game, right? Like PS3, yeah, early, it, early PS4. it was the very first like crossover assassin's creed on PS4 and Xbox one. So it came out the year that the consoles came out. So 2012. Okay. So 20, is that 2012? Yeah. 2013. Uh, anyways, late yeah. 2012. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna play that. So I mean, if that comes out anytime soon, that's gonna be like two of the old school Assassin's Creed games. No, no, 2013. Like, my bad. Yeah, PS, PS4 was yeah, okay. 2013. I thought so, but I wasn't gonna late call you late 2013. <laughs> my bad. Something sounded off, um, so I had to look it up real fast. Yeah, but you know, I'm actually even though I love the new formula and I like it pretty significantly more than the old formula. I am kind of excited to go back to, I played Syndicate like two years ago and really enjoyed it. And I'm kind of excited to go back to that style of Assassin's Creed just to give like kind of a palate cleanser. Cause I played like, I played, I put so many hours into not as much Origins, but Odyssey, I played like 130 hours. Valhalla, I put like 130 to 140 hours. So I played that formula to death. So it's going to be kind of cool to go back and play um, even if it's just the new game that's coming out in October, what is that one called? Damn it! Uh, uh, um, why is it escaping me? Uh, <laughs> I say uh, it Mirage, all the time. Mirage, Mirage, yeah. Mirage. Mirage. Okay, yeah. So Mirage, Mirage, definitely. I, I'm especially after what we saw from the Ubisoft forward. I'm looking forward to that. So if this is true, that's going to be basically two AC games back in the old formula. So that's going to be kind of cool to uh, to go back and experience that for sure. And this is and this is sort of what I was talking about with like having other studios do like more side project stuff like yeah. while the big ones are in development like back to mario like there should have been a mario galaxy 3 or something like that in between uh, mario odyssey and whatever the next 3d mario game is because like the it's gonna end, end up being like a seven eight year wait before like in between yeah. the next mainline mario game and the last one so like you know yeah. they have it just propped up ready to it's probably done. It's probably been done for a year. All the marketing gold and ready to ship. Completed. They shot all the ads like a year ago. I I think it's kind of smart doing Mirage. Um, the the way they they went like because even though they moved on to a new formula, going back and doing Mirage because first of all, it's going to appease to the old school Assassin's Creed fans because you can't please everyone. There are some people that are that are so like dedicated to the old formula that they refuse to play the new ones and there's some people that are so in love with the new ones that they don't necessarily have any more interest in the old ones but it's 
it's a good idea to, I think, to actually go back and, and revisit the old one as well, because kind of one of the, the main reason they ended up moving away from the old formula is because they beat it to death and people got tired of it. Mm-hmm. So in order to not beat the new formula to death, going back and revisiting the old one and kind of just giving people like a refresher between the yeah. two is actually just like, go back like a forth. balancing. Yeah, it's kind of actually a smart idea. Yeah, and this is on top of the other like five games that they have announced in the Assassin's Creed series. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, and let's be honest, the only one that matters is the feudal Japan one. That's that's the only game I really care about. But and I, now Black I'm interested Flag, in, the other in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. But sure. I actually I'm am interested. all, but I am interested in Japan as well because that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and one last thing, a, a a little part of me is sad that I know this remake is coming because I have been thinking about replaying Black Flag, but but playing it on Switch just to have that like portability aspect. And now I don't really have a reason to do that because they have like the <laughs> the uh, double pack of of a uh, Black Flag and Rogue on Switch. So I was thinking about oh, playing that man. for a while. Yeah, that's right. I might play Rogue on there, even though I already bought it on PS3. I don't know if I don't, I don't think I'm going to play that nowadays. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. Next I don't up, know if I believe on... it, that you have a PS3, anyways. You, me, don't have a PS3. You, <laughs> you're the liar. <laughs> <laughs> My PS3 yeah. gets use every weekend at the family hamster ball bash. <laughs> <laughs> i had my ps3 set up in my bedroom for years and it was literally known as the hulu machine my wife would watch hulu on it and that was the only time i got use and then finally retired it and it's been in a box ever since <laughs> did you finally get her like something that plays like modern apps because it, like well, ps3 only played like well, yeah. hulu and netflix <laughs> yeah he he always gives me shit because i in my bedroom i don't have a, a smart tv it's just like a 1080 tv in my in my bedroom and so he always gives me shit for it i'm like yes one of these days i'm gonna upgrade and have like you know a nicer tv in my bedroom but i don't know if i the the stuff i care about i'm gonna watch in my my game room on the nicer stuff anyways but but yeah, yeah basically i got rid of that because ps5 came out so i kicked the ps4 down down the line you know what i mean so and ps3 got the box in the closet <laughs> yeah and then the ps4 broke yep <laughs> Next up on the docket, Lord of the Rings Gollum developer has there's they stopped making games. They're still a thing though, died. right? Is, <laughs> is, is that correct? Yeah, they they yeah, laid off 25 employees now. and canceled the next Lord of the Rings game they had in development. And they apparently had a sequel to Gollum in development as well. Um, they said they're still committed to improving Gollum via patches and updates. Wow. I mean, Listen, I think I'm fine with them coming. continuing to make games if they ever decide to again, but they should never be allowed to touch Lord of the Rings again. <laughs> Let's be honest. Like, Lord of the Rings is too special of a, of a thing to me for them to just butcher it the way they did and then get away with it. What and then allow them to make another one in that universe again. <laughs> As well, well, they almost allowed them. Yeah, well, they were, yeah, exactly, yeah. So, yeah, I just had to shout that out. This has been a game that's been all over the headlines I've watched a lot of I, people be I, mad about this game. I, I just want to know who greenlit a Gollum game anyways. He's got, they, they've got yeah. this amazing universe and this amazing story, this amazing world in Lord of the who's, Rings. Who's and the so arrow many, guy? So I've never watched Legolas. Legolas. Yeah. Make a Legolas game. Come on. Yeah. I, dude, there's, there's so many incredible stories and paths and characters that they could follow and someone sat down in a boardroom of people and said listen we're gonna make a video game about Gollum, the most pathetic 
piece of shit in that whole universe we're gonna make a game about uh, him and everyone was just like yes let's do it let's do it i bet you it was locked behind like so much so much red tape and they're like uh well you could uh do this one for 200 million this one uh we got this golem game you can do and they're like yeah we'll take it like, give us that lord of the rings why why <laughs> uh. yeah that's pretty much it for that it's it, yeah. the developer is done um they're still publishing stuff apparently and let's, let's just hope they never touch a serious ip ever again oh, next God. up i know Jim, they, they very well might be a fairly talented team but they just got destroyed from this so. next up we got jim lying crying flying dancing on a car watching save it priving saving private ryan <laughs> and we all he uh recently said um that Some he doesn't bullshit. see yeah he says he that nintendo is not a direct competitor to playstation and fan and fans are not into call of duty i call bs on this i'll be honest like nin how can you say nintendo is not a competitor to playstation and xbox it totally is not only because they share a huge portion of the same library which i mean that's a big deal like almost every indie game launches on all three platforms so if you so if you're looking at percentages that's a huge bulk of games that are on every single one of the platforms now a lot of the triple a stuff skips switch simply because it can't run on it but even stuff like like resident evil is available on switch like all the cloud versions that counts so i just don't get that and if we are saying that nintendo's not on the same like like uh it's it's not a competitor isn't that essentially saying nintendo has a monopoly if it's the single platform (laughs) on on and i guess in terms of handheld gaming or hybrid gaming wouldn't that cause for way more concern for nintendo to be like that like a monopoly of the industry if they're not competing with xbox and playstation john give me your thoughts you're smart (laughs) (laughs) well i haven't been reading up a lot on this because like there's so many things that have come out from this case it's just like too much for me to follow but um it's like it seems to me that like really it seems to me like the FTC hasn't really approached this case in a way that's very smart. Like a lot of their arguments just don't make a lot of sense. And like, I want to say that I read like in like when they were first structuring their arguments that they were trying to downplay Nintendo as like an issue at all, as if it was just like, there's PlayStation and there's Xbox when it comes to video games. That's the thing that exists. It's so that's weird to me. Like, people. It's very weird. Gamers. Like Nintendo is just treated as like this, like this like almost like it's in existing in like this alternate dimension even though it's <laughs> yeah. like making obscene amounts of money yeah and switch is just like blasting past the sales of everything else it's like ah. it seems like they're really trying to like contrive some really specific arguments in order to make like a really weak point it's like i don't get it do you think that the court or the the judge falls for it like do you think that she thinks that they're not a competitor like to Xbox and PlayStation? Like, based off the bits I've read, like, I want to say it sounds like the judge is smart enough to kind of see what's going on here. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I will say, like, yeah, good. I listened to the whole the whole thing, basically. Yeah. And um, it was like hours and hours and hours. Right. The judge is very, act, like, surprisingly quick to learn a lot of this stuff. Like, I was surprised. Like, she would get them with, like, 
like she would remember stuff from like last week, like that they were talked about. And she'd be like, well, what about this? And like, it'd, it'd be like, Oh dang, I didn't think she was going to say that. I thought, I thought she forgot about that. <laughs> and she would just remember like the most specific things. And I just oh. thought that was really impressive. So that's cool. Yeah. Shout All out right. to the judge. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. What were you saying though? I don't remember. Okay. Sorry. I ruined it. <laughs> Dude, it, would, it would be hard. It would be hard being a judge in a case like this or or like cases in any really industries we're not familiar subject. with yeah, yeah like yeah there, there's so many like, like it makes sense like, to us but exactly exactly so it would be i i kind of don't blame them or if there was like a jury or something like that from like feeling lost or not being totally you know like understanding of everything that's being said like it sounds like even the fdc doesn't totally understand some of what they're saying so dude i think that goes goes back to like a lot of those internet laws and and how they're interpreted the same could be said for you know right to repair like watching some of those um you know politicians discuss you know being able to to offer schematics for you know certain you know devices and hearing them try to argue against it was it's just annoying it's a, it's almost like it's almost pain, don't understand. painful to listen to sometimes yeah it's but it's like again, it's like it's like they just need to find a couple like a couple experts that know the industry and and just like have them sit with them and explain things in a way that makes sense to them it it almost like and i can't imagine they didn't consult with with experts but it too, sometimes it feels like they didn't yeah but so that's when you get like shitbag lobbyists on their side that are like <clears throat> <laughs> they don't want yeah. to do this because of this it's, i don't know just yeah you're gonna have people who are gonna be ju- biased judicial system more. in the u.s can get fucked <clears throat> honestly yeah. i kind of felt bad for anyone else who cared about this stuff and didn't get to hear this court case because it was extremely entertaining like i was listening and like i was thinking there's only 100 people in this freaking or no it was a thousand <laughs> people that were allowed in the call like at a, at a time and you'd, you, if you didn't get in early, like you would have to like uh, try to join, try to join, try to join over and over, hoping that someone had quit out. And then sooner or later you would, you would get in because only a thousand people could listen at a time. And they were just going ham at each other. Like they were going in, like there was like straight up arguments. And I was like, well, I mean, it was court arguments. It wasn't like this bitch. It was just yeah. like, it was very intense. You mean that very wasn't, intense? It wasn't like that? Calm arguments that both like, all sides like brought up good points. All sides said stupid things that I was like, I can't believe they said that. It was just a really good. They, they really should have televised this. <laughs> it was so good. I'm gonna break it down for you, like this. This motherfucker Microsoft came in here waving his fucking waggly controllers and shit. Fuck them. <laughs> waggly controllers. Um. So yeah, it was uh, super entertaining. Um. And I, I will I will say going back to that specific quote because that's what you kind of brought this yeah. in with. I, I believe me, I'm not setting up for Jim Ryan. He's a twat or liar. He's a <laughs> he's a dipshit. <laughs> I don't know what words I can say and can't say. <laughs> the penis wrinkle. The, the guy the guy <laughs> has a way of uh, of making an ass out of himself. Let's say that. But I do understand to a certain degree what he's saying. Like Nintendo definitely marches to the beat of their own, like to, to the tune of their own, to the beat of their own drum, to the to the yeah, to the beat of their own drum. Like they 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 are playing a different game in in a sense than Sony and Xbox or than Sony. But and are Microsoft. they really though? Because they're still a console maker. No, one hundred percent. Like I'm I'm not saying the. the 
like they're they should be considered a different industry not nothing to that extreme but like we all see like nintendo does things differently they just do like they they have a way of curating like their own ips in a way that microsoft and sony are not able to they have a way of like their fan base is so loyal that no matter what they do, they're always going to stay loyal. And if there's a reason I for mean, that, it's just the way they've gone about things for so long. I honestly think it's been because that wasn't always true. Look at the Wii U, you know, like the fan base, I feel like wasn't really thriving until the switch hit, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, like the 3DS did very well, but the Wii U did absolutely terrible, sold worse than the Vita. Yeah, and then the switch, yeah. they, like you said, the way they hit every single note with all of their IP, with like, with like timing apart a certain releases and like a marketing to the correct people. The Wii U marketing was all on Disney Channel, all towards kids. Switch marketing wasn't a single kid in any of the uh, of the initial trailers, <laughs> and it was really dad, smart. Tears of the Kingdom ad. Yeah, depressing dad. <laughs> tears of the Kingdom ad. Well, well, yeah. So, so that that's kind of my point too. Like. And this is, this is, if anything, this is like me singing Nintendo's praises. The way they've been able to do what they've done with, with the, the like specific IPs that they've had. Like, for example, to have this many Mario games over this many years and still be successful with each one as they come out. Like, can you imagine if, if PlayStation had like 20 of the last of us's, they would get buried that people would be like, we're sick of this shit. Stop releasing the same game. Like even with like God of War, people are like, oh, it's basically just the same as as the as the God of War 2018. It's just like it's like DLC for it. Because people <laughs> want to start seeing other things. They want new IPs. They want things that feel more like reinvented. But like Nintendo has their same Mario, Zelda, Pikmin, Kirby, and they keep rehashing those things, but they keep like producing great stuff too. So it's like I I feel like they they're on another level than these other two companies. I, I mean that like in a positive, not in a negative. Though. Those are very family. No, for sure, for, all for sure, yeah. Games, whereas like God of War, you're like playing by yourself. And the, the thing and that, is, that's kind of to my point too. They're they're just they're just they they kind of they're on a different wave wavelength than the other two companies. Yeah, but to say that they're I not just, competition is, is no, yeah, no like, I don't mean that exactly. Like I I I totally agree that they're doing their own thing. I just think. I don't know what it is about Nintendo, but they're obviously doing something smart to not even get lumped in with Xbox and PlayStation because that wasn't the yeah. case when it, whenever the GameCube, Xbox, and PS2 were a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they were all competitors. Nowadays, everyone's just like, eh, Nintendo doesn't matter. Like imagine <laughs> that. Imagine being a corporation that makes billions of dollars and people just are just aren't even considering you competition despite thriving better so, than you ever have. Yeah. That, I would say that's more so to, to paint microsoft is the villain to sony rather than than paint nintendo is not a competitor because then if you open up the that can of worms that nintendo is a competitor because they also make video games then you start to bring in apple tv and any other service that streams games and then the waters get muddy because then they're going to debate you know what is a video game what is a video game platform who who are publishers developers who is a self-publisher and then all that shit goes out the window when you're just trying to argue xbox microsoft versus sony and playstation like as it as it stands monopolizing the industry yeah it, imagine if nintendo can keep up this sort of hardcore fan base and consistency with a new piece of hardware that actually runs most modern third-party games because you have to assume 
they're going to try and strike deals with like Square Enix and stuff when it comes to like getting the next major Square Enix game. Like imagine if Forspoken was good. If if they had struck that deal with <laughs> with with Square instead of PlayStation, like they could start to get those big AAA exclusives if they had the hardware that was capable of running it, but also still had that that passionate like uh I don't know, like portable gaming fan base. Like I, I'm not sure exactly why suddenly the Switch is thriving when the Wii U did so poorly. I'm assuming it's it's the portability fans because because like I said, the 3DS did great. It did wonderful. Um, I'm assuming just combining both yeah. console and, and handheld fans really did it for the Switch. Yeah, John, you it's got pretty crazy thoughts? to think that. Oh, sorry. That um, sorry, John. No, go ahead. Keep one going. last thing. I was just gonna say it's pretty crazy to think that like Nintendo used to be a big third-party competitor too. There used to be Madden every year on a Nintendo. There used to be uh, <laughs> Call of Duty on Nintendo, and like those things are just not a part of it anymore. It's it's wild to see how how they didn't need those things which honestly proves proves xbox's point even more like nintendo didn't need call of duty and it's 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 outclassing xbox and playstation without the biggest game that releases every year right yeah like that's crazy sorry Mm -hmm. i kind of interrupted you (laughs) no you're good i'm just i'm just mean like it's it's crazy to see like how much of a, a change they made in like the paths from where they were on to like where they're at now it's it's pretty wild I wonder if they're kind of scared like to lose a fan base by like moving on to new hardware. They, they it has to be like a scary situation where like, oh, I'm they sure. want to ha- like, how much has the switch sold? 120 million units, something like that. Something like um, that. I can look it oh, up. Oh yeah. I think. So like, that's a huge fan base. And I'm just wondering like how many of those people can they get to move over to the next piece of hardware? Like it would, it would have to be some type of dynamite game to launch with Switch mario kart uh, mario 122 million yeah yeah wow yeah, yeah. But, probably, uh, probably feel like the mcu right now but just need to after end game <laughs> yeah after yeah. end game but then, <laughs> what do we but do like, now but they don't want anybody to shit the bed like in like how you know some of the actors in the mcu quantum mania because like <laughs> then you look at the trajectory from the wii u and, and it's just on this like massive like uphill swing and then like anything you know if, if they miss the marketing if they don't launch with the right game if they don't you know have you know this feature or that feature like any one of those if they can't guess where that's at in the future like totally you know kind of limits the success of the that they've had on the switch or you know yeah. maybe it's a small dip and but like i it, it I, I don't know, you know, again, like we go back to like the Zelda talk and it's like, well, what's the next Zelda going to be in order to, you know, see, that's a, that's like a Zelda similar, games. the Zelda game thing is a similar situation as the hardware thing. It's like, yeah. we've done this. It was a huge success. Everyone loves it. Now we have to do something new and they all, and they also have to love that thing. Like it's right. gotta be, yeah. you have so to knock it out of the park again. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> It's going to be wild to see what their next hardware is. Like, I really think, and I don't think this is going to happen, but I really think what they should do is make this new hardware more powerful using the same type of chipset so that everything's backwards compatible and that people who want to move forward can, and then they should still support the old Switch hardware for the next five years. I feel like they have to. (laughs) As crazy as that is. Like, like all the future Nintendo games, at least, need to be able to run on this old that old hardware like just because they have so many they have such a huge user base with that hardware but i don't know 
I just wonder if they do that, if people are going to be like, well, it's not that much of a leap forward. I don't really need to get the next console anyways. So I wonder if that would hurt their overall bottom line too. Yeah. Cause they got to, they get, they've got to, they've got to take the next step forward. I mean, I get it. The switch has been unbelievable sales. Just like the PS4 was like, they struck gold with that too. But at some point you've got to go, okay, we, there does have to be another generation. People are clamoring for it. They're asking for it. There's been rumors for two years now that there's going to be another switch. So they have to do it at some point. And if they don't make it something significant, people are going to be disappointed. Didn't Kid and Krista do like a kind of a guess as to when they they gave some like insight as to like when a potential next console could hit? I think they said early 2024 or something like that. It seems like next year would be a perfect like medium for. Yeah, I think I think they they shifted it because like they like a lot of people, they weren't expecting the switch lineup to be like as strong as it is through the rest of the year. I think yeah. Kit and Krista right now are thinking like maybe like summer 2024 for yeah. Switch 2 or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm it's surprised because like the, the, the hype of like the PS5. Sorry, Greg. Sorry, Greg. No, I just said uh, ramping up stock was a big part of that conversation. Yeah. Right. I feel like 2024 is like a good spot because the, the hype of the series and the PS5 is dwindled and it's got people like kind of ready for something for like the next thing. And they've for for a while online, Nintendo's kind of been on that offset release where like they release a couple of years after Nintendo after uh, Xbox and PlayStation's latest console, which is another reason why they feel like they're playing a different game. <laughs> I'm I'm not backing up what Jim Ryan said. I bet, I'm just saying like to their to like to I am complimenting them like how they've been able to have the success they've had. Are you when doing are it you? the way they have? <laughs> <laughs> very backhanded yeah. compliment there <laughs> um but yeah it's gonna be interesting to see what's going on and I'm, I'm also curious about like what will like the first few months of the next hardware look like in terms of games like you have to assume they gotta have something big to launch with is it right do they align it with an, like the next pokemon or something <laughs> or like what could it be if it is early next pokemon. year let's <laughs> if that's let's say the they do big March. launch game I'm i mean it's the biggest you can get basically oh or odyssey 2 yeah but odyssey i feel like that'd be too soon next... if let's say it's march let's say they do the march thing again like where they, they launch the console then wouldn't that be too soon after um uh wonder, wonder? i feel like wonder? it would be yeah i think I so yeah yeah it's well, a bit I mean, too soon. Wonder comes know. out what October? I think so, or or is it September? No, I, yeah. I don't. I I think it's. I think it's. Obviously, it's 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 the it's in the fall though. So so say yeah. the say the switch October comes yeah October twentieth. Yeah, yeah yeah. So say switch two comes out in summer twenty twenty four, which is what I think John that's uh, plausible suggested it could be. Well, Kit well, that's so. so right, right. So Odyssey <laughs> two could be the fall game next year. That's plenty of time from Wonder. That's a whole year. Yeah. Right. No. Especially okay, since they're so different. Two D well, and three Mario games are like if very, they, very different. If Wonder launches in October and then the the next hardware launches in March, that's not a year. That's like, yeah, no, I mean, like seven by months. The time Odyssey, take, but, but I'm saying like by the time Odyssey two comes out, it doesn't have to be a day one. It could be like a launch window. Oh yeah, but thing, I was thinking know? like launch game, like like oh, would it be like the next launch, Mario like Metroid Prime, Prime okay. Four will be. Gotcha. Yeah, that's what <laughs> that'd be a weird launch game. I feel like that would not it, fly off shelves. So, well, what Kit and Chris are adamant about 
is that Mario Kart 9 will be a launch game. Okay, yeah, that's what I was that's... just about to get to. Like, yeah. I feel like <laughs> March is Mario Kart. Then November or... Yeah, then like around November, gotcha. we get the next Mario game of yeah, next okay. year. Yeah, I feel like yeah. that's like Mario Kart will be the Breath of the Wild of the next hardware. It'll it'll launch with it, mm-hmm. and then later that year, a new mainline Mario game. Yeah, and Mario Kart's gonna like that's a, that'd be a huge like packing game. That's yeah, like that one would of the be highest big, selling uh, Nintendo yeah. games. This day and age, there's no way they'd pack it in. You're paying another seventy no, 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 for that. Not not pack in like means like launch like oh, okay. together. Yeah, yeah. day yeah. like launch together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they wouldn't pack it. Yeah, no, that would that would be big. <laughs> yeah. Mario Kart is like one of their highest. Uh, Mario Kart Eight is one of the highest selling games of all oh, time, right? Mar- so Mario Kart Eight Deluxe is far and away the top selling Switch game. Like it's okay, not yeah. close. Like yeah, yeah. it's so, so that would be how much. Yeah, so that would be massive for them. Like so, as like a day one launch game. Absolutely. Yeah, especially yeah. if right. it's something like like a huge leap forward. So Mario yeah. Kart Eight Deluxe has sold fifty three point seven nine million. Wow. Jesus Christ. And again, 125 million total switches. <laughs> so like so that's, that's almost the, a 50% attach yeah, rate. It's, yeah, that's insane. <laughs> and what's funny is I don't have it. <laughs> I have Greg it bought U. it for me. I have it on Wii U and I didn't really love it there either. I'm just not a big racing fan, so right, I played yeah. it. I, I have it, but I've probably played it like three or four hours total yeah, like, I'm wow not a big fan of the rubber band ai and all that stuff and like i hardly I play it. games That's... with other people ever anyways so there's no incentive for yeah. me but i've been playing all the new maps and stuff because my sister's kids come over and i'm like i want to play these i want to have a reason to try these maps so we're playing mario kart <laughs> that, yeah. that that i'm glad you brought that up because i was going to make that point too and maybe that's one of the reasons they've kind of been drip feeding these maps as they're waiting for that to be like the big launch game for the next console kind of get people like back in the mood for Mario Kart by tripping the maps. It'd be cool if like they somehow included every map from Deluxe, which is like so much. <laughs> and, then, and then and then more. Smash Bros ultimate situation. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's here. I wish it it did get that. That'd be fucking awesome. All right. Mario yeah, Kart sure. Ultimate. That'll be the ninth. There you go. There you, you go. Drip feed us amiibos and reveal new characters <laughs> over like the next five years yep now the last news thing we had to do which is not fully nintendo related but you never know it could make its way to switch because we did get la noir on switch if you remember that uh red dead redemption one is assuming it's apparently getting a remaster and this is a pretty big game obviously this was rumored to be canceled back whenever the trilogy was a huge blunder they apparently put a hold on gta 4 and red dead redemption remasters I'm assuming they were also going to do some sort of like AI enhanced versions of the games. And then they were like, well, shit, we're not doing that for those games. I don't know why they did it on the trilogy that those games were obviously like enhanced with AI and not real developers. Um, So with these games, hopefully they do do a Grand Theft Auto 4. Um, Hopefully they got like a real studio on it and it's like a real full blown remaster. I don't think it's going to be super significant, but hopefully just like a nice little, little overhaul in the graphics department. Any any thoughts on I, this? I, I feel like this is the episode of, yeah, I never played that game. I've always wanted to. I'm excited for this. Because <laughs> it was like the, I said, the Black Flag and this as well that I never played that I would definitely be a, all for the remaster. I've played the the beginning of Red Dead Redemption 1 like three times in my life since it's been out. <laughs> I played the first two, two hours, I think, and that was it. I think yeah. Same thing, um, honestly. And 
I played it on Series X. I'm kind of I'm kind of mad that I bought it now. I, th- I think I got it on sale for like ten bucks, but I, I bought it on Series X because it got enhanced in 4K. And hopefully this remaster is more than that. <laughs> hopefully it's not just an up res. Yeah. Um, but this is if you've only played Red Dead Redemption Two, this is a direct sequel to that game. So it'll be it'll be perfect for you, Brett, if you finally play the end of that game. <laughs> if I finally played the uh, the because uh, you have to like that that epic that epilogue literally leads into the first game like to a T. It's literally <laughs> right into the first game. So it'd be the perfect game to play after the second game, which is weird. Sorry, we're saying it wrong. It's the prologue, right, John? Yeah, the prologue. The prologue yeah. is no, after. No, no, it's 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 the epilogue. Huh? That's after, is the, right? The, after Red Dead Redemption Two, epilogue there's like a, is a, after the game. Yeah, epilogue, epilogue is after. Okay, okay. So epilogue then. I said it right. Yeah. So yeah. Um, That's one thing Brett's given me infinite amounts of shit for since I've met him is I beat Red Dead Two but never played the epilogue. <laughs> so so if this is mm-hmm. true, I will have to definitely play that because it's like a direct lead into Red Dead One. So. I guess we'll see. And what do you want to do, Brett? We've got two minutes. Oh, probably uh, gotta, we have probably got to wrap it up, right? Well, I mean... well, here's here's the thing. They essentially just confirmed it, like right now. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, what, ten what minutes ago. Oh, did they? There's a there's a there was a take two thing that 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 went out where they said there's two new things in de- in development, and uh, this person saying the Red Dead Redemption one South Korea rating board. Um, that one happened a while ago. Yeah, no, I th- I guess Colin Moriarty recently confirmed that it's definitely real. I I didn't listen to his his podcast yet. Hmm. Um. But yeah. Anyway, I guess we can end the show here. It's not that there's not much else to talk about. Uh, we're we're I'm I'm probably gonna play that game. Um, I I'm gonna read more into this uh, Red Dead or this uh, Take Two thing because it like Dan just sent it to me. He's saying we should make a TikTok on this. Um, but it seems like it's happening. A new iteration Thanks, Dan, of pre- that would have saved okay. us ten minutes of <laughs> a new iteration of previously released titles defined as remasters and ports via Take Two. So there we go. Can you put like, the link someplace so I can see it? Yeah, it's someone's tweet who's like cliff cliff noting things. Gotcha. But yeah, this has been Spot Dodge, a Nintendo podcast where we have a bit of a shorter episode this week because we have a new recording process that's sort of annoying. So we're going to cut this episode a little short, Um, but it it was still a great up. I think it was nice and uh, compact and we talked about a lot of great things. So thanks a lot for hanging out. If you made it this far, please leave us a review on podcast platforms. It would really mean a lot. And goodbye to everyone. Everyone say goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.